Welcome back to the podcast. We are King Sports. I'm Aaron King. This is Coach Bob King. And last week we talked about youth programming, youth training. And we got to talking that we we left a lot out there. And so we wanted to come back and revisit some of it and expand, go maybe a little bit more past what the implementation stage is, but some of the pitfalls that you can find, things to look out for. So when we talk about youth development, youth training, what is the number one that comes to mind? And if you don't have it off the top of your head, but you want to list it, number one pitfall you got to be careful of. Stress is cumulative. And that's that's the rule of training. Stress is cumulative. So more is not better. And this is all the same thing, however you want to word it. More is not better. Stress is cumulative. Too much is going to break you sooner or later. Uh, just it's It's a matter of rotating stressors more than anything else because – um, one of the things we run into, and, and this is very big, and there's a book that I recommend called The Sports Gene. And uh, there's this is, I'm going to overlap a bunch of uh, little subtopics here, like the 10,000-hour rule, the uh, um, if you don't start by the age of. There's all these um, somewhat mythological uh, topics out there or answers out there. The 10,000 – our rule has been looked at a lot that if you don't get 10,000 hours of playing the cello or practicing the violin or, or, you know, doing this sport, then you won't make it to that level. Yes and no. Unless you're very gifted. (laughs) Yes and no, unless you're very gifted. So some of them just come out and it's boom, you know, you pick it up. It's like, what? It's just been, it's been proven in both directions. And some people need more than 10,000 hours. And that's, Bob King can practice the guitar for 50,000 hours. And I'm going to be, maybe average at best, but I love to play. So my, my enthusiasm and love to play the guitar is not you know, uh, deterred by the lack of thousands of hours. Well, that goes to quality of life. Like we talked about a few weeks ago, like the whole stress and development and enjoyment. If you like playing basketball and it gets you moving, you don't have to be an NBA player. You don't have to be great. So we need to get, that's, that's a whole nother subject all of a sudden. But the point is, uh, the, the problem with the young athletes is the push is too, the push is too hard sometimes. And so what we run into, and I've seen this and it's, I've dealt with it at, uh, um, we talked about starting and doing things at like six, eight, nine years old. Well, what I've seen is in the 12 to 14 year age on some of the uh, athletes that are, uh, when you say year round, everything's year round. I mean, football has, you know, fall season, spring training, summer workouts, but it, it changes. The, the stressors change in a sense. But uh, baseball, soccer, tennis are three sports, an example, that it's the sport nonstop. You practice soccer, baseball, and tennis. And so what I have seen over the years are stress fractures in these just into the 12 to 14 year age because they've done done so much the growth plate got sabotaged and they have a stress fracture because it's just done too much because in the in these you know whatever you call in the pursuit of excellence they just did more than their body could handle some of that may be because they lacked the strength you know their conditioning is good because they're playing the sport but the strength wasn't there to be able to handle the stressor of repetitive, repetitive, repetitive activity on the elbow, for example, in baseball and tennis, the knees and hips and soccer. And so what we're saying is make sure 
you build in time for rest. Recovery is just a much, and I use the non-scientific phrase, absorb the training, which I'm not so sure isn't scientific because uh, the neuromuscular system has to, to recover, but it's stored. What you did, the activity you've done is stored in there. Let me give you an example. Many moons ago in the NBA season, they had the uh, All-Star Weekend, and you had uh, the three-point thing and the All-Star game, but you had the Legends game. And these guys, uh, the old-timers All-Star game, was phenomenal to watch because <laughs> these guys in their 60s and 70s can't run, can't jump, but you would not be, you would not believe how well they could still shoot the ball because the neuromuscular pattern had been imprinted and the key word is imprinted. So as kids are learning their sport, the nervous system is being imprinted. The motor unit nerve patterns, uh, the motor patterns are being uh, learned. And so if you take a break and rest and recover, everything freshens up. The nervous system gets fresh, the muscles get fresh, and you can go out and do that better. And so over time, in youth sports, uh, for example, uh, in, in our sovereign state of Texas here, uh, I've had baseball players and tennis players come in in the summer and, you know, come to work out with me and do speed training, and I'm, I've sent them home. They come in just wilted because they've been on the court or on the field, and they're just wore out. And so it's like the best you can do is run as fast as you already are driving in the car coming over so just skip it and i'll see you later because fresh is best and so if you just keep hammering away trying to get that whatever magic hour of training in your you, a kid will break and so that's something that has to be taken care of to watch for Overtraining, whatever you want to call it, overtraining, overuse, uh, stress induced, any of those kind of things need to be uh, watched for. There's a few pieces there I want to extract. You know, you talk about the the imprinting. I think that goes to show the importance of learning proper technique. Because if you don't get in there, if you don't, um, if you're not getting, if if they learn bad habits, it's you look at the Tim Tebow throwing motion and some of these guys that have things that are not right and some basketball players that have just the ugliest shots they might go in but they could be better if they had the proper technique the other thing that i heard there was baseball and tennis and i think of imbalance you know the kids that are on the court they're on the field and they got a single arm going their dominant hand they come in and they look physically stronger on one side so that we've imbalance that. we we've seen the off off arm off side of the body have injuries because it couldn't fight the pull of the dominant side. Uh, that's not at all unusual. It's not common necessarily, but to have a, well, I thought you were right-handed. Well, my left shoulder's hurting. Well, there can be a problem there, and it's it's not surprising if that occurs. Uh, another thing that goes on that has to be watched for is that when you, okay, so coaches have their, their phrases, and I'm just going to not go through them and give the one that's, I think, the most accurate, and that is practice makes permanent. So, you know, if you practice poorly, you practice wrongly, then don't you're headed to down a, a bad path. And I coached track and field for a long time. And so in the field events, they are technical. You know, it's not just a matter of being the fastest, strongest person because, uh, you know, in, in let's say the throws, the shot and discus, you have to have speed in the ring, not just, you know, big raw strength. So the biggest bench press is not going to throw the shot put or discus the furthest. You That's have, sure. oh no, not at all. Speed in the ring. And so 
uh, I have sent, you know, throwers home. I said, okay, we're done. You know, we might be out there 30 minutes. Well, coach, I need, no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. We're not looking very good. So we're going to live to fight another day. And so we can go do other training. We have, you know, speed work and so forth. But if you are practicing poorly, shut it down. It's not like we're going to do this until you get it right. There's a good chance that's not going to happen. You know, I want to throw in here real quick because we said shut it down, rest. We talk about sleep a lot, but uh, there's a study about mice that were doing a maze Mm -hmm. and the part of the brain that was stimulated while doing the maze, that same part was, uh, it was performing the same function in their sleep at something like 10x, 100, I don't know what the number was, but a lot. So that's what we do. That's why you come back the next day, say you're playing the guitar and all of a sudden that song that you were trying to get, it's easier the next day that with the snappers that I, that I've trained, they come back and they, they build upon the day before. Right. And so I think that's a really important part. I want to emphasize and hear you emphasize on, or in your own way, do not force the bad technique. Let's, let's shut it down or let's make sure we're ending on a note that when you go to sleep, when you go to rest, you're processing the right information. You can't underemphasize visualization. Uh, it's been looked at a million different ways. Let me, I have an example that I think is very important. Um, doesn't matter. I, I believe it was a study at, in LSU in 1983. Uh, there was a study on powerlifters versus um, weightlifters. Now, let me define all that. Powerlifters do the bench press, squat, and deadlift. Weightlifters are the guys in the Olympics, the, the uh, power clean and the snatch and clean and jerk. And so powerlifting is really what the Olympics are because you have to have a lot of power to do that. So that's all verbiage. What they did is they studied the, the antics. And so uh, the powerlifters, if you ever go to, if you ever into a powerlifting meet, they're yelling at the bar, they're yelling at the weight, they're yelling in, in each ear of the lifter and they're just going berserk. You watch the Olympics or any Olympic competition, you see that guy or woman standing over the bar and they're like, are you there? You got you to gotta lift this weight. Well, they're almost tranced. And so what they're doing is they're, they're centering, they're calming. And they found that with the powerlifters, they of course had a spike in blood pressure, a spike in, spike in heart rate, and probably not any greater chance of success to lift. On the uh, Olympic lifters, they had a drop in heart rate, a drop in blood pressure, and just as equal if not better chance of success in their lift because they they channeled their energy into what they were doing. They were seeing the lift, being the lift, whatever you want to call it, but they were are being technically correct in their mental preparation. And so there's a lot to be said about as far as training young athletes is teaching them how to Okay, now relax. Just see the follow through on your shot. See the follow through on your stroke. Uh, Just, you know, see the ball come off the pitcher's hand, that kind of thing. And so it's not abstract. It's not the whole of your program, but it is a significant uh, importance in your program on how you approach coaching and letting them see that, you know, it's, it's in your mind because I tell people all the time, the distance from the ear to the brain, to the part of the body I'm working with as far as movement, as far as running in the arm and leg, is a long, long way. And so we have to find ways to crack that distance code or whatever to make sure that the technique is imprinted, that the technique is made permanent, and the technique is made correct. Well, it's funny you say that, that, that long distance, and you think of 
even at the pro level, when let's let's say Steph Curry's ankles off, or someone who is a finesse shooter who has that muscle memory and that imprint that you know the imprinted you know stroke whatever. If there's a if there's something off, then whatever you have that's imprinted that you've done a thousand times, that subtle thing, that quad that might be off, that ankle that might be throwing you off, it's a whole th- thing you have to adjust to and. When you start dealing with overtraining and not rest and recovery, you're putting the body in a position where it's not able to imprint the right motion. You're having to, you know, with snappers, we would always say it's a set of one, you know, because if, mm-hmm. you, if, you, if you go rip off 30 snaps and they're all over the place, then I'm like, well, what are you actually memorizing here? <laughs> so yeah. let's reset each time and memorize the proper thing, do it over and over again. So I think that's an interesting point about the distance it has to travel your body being physically right and then getting the right reps in. Yes, and it's all about preparation. And so when it comes time to that moment and um, you've got to make the play, the hit, the shot, it's all about that preparation. So, you know, you hear a lot in athletes, it's like, I've, I've trained my whole life for this moment. Well, that's it. It's that moment. And so all the uh, plays or whatever moves you made up to that spot or up to that moment are based on the preparation that was proper to make sure that practice became permanent. <coughs> ran, out of, ran out of liquid. We're about to wrap. Okay. Right. I, got I wasn't going to make it. <clears throat> so just, you know, being a smart athlete, you know, you, you can be a, an individual who's in the driveway taking shots or free throws. Just be smart enough to know when to – to call it, um, uh, you know, it, there's a degree, and I, we'll get to this maybe some other time, but there's a degree of, of truth to like, you know, practice or do it when you're tired so you can, you know, execute when you're tired. But I'm not, if you're learning a skill, I don't think so. Practice is is a t- with a team, that might be the time and place. But when you're working on a specific skill, maybe not so much. Yeah, I've never been a fan of the practicing pressure, as I like to call it. You know, I... My whole philosophy there is practice perfect, build a bubble around that, and then take that into the pressure environment. Don't practice pressure. Don't practice anxiety. You have to learn. It's kind of like the old zen, the, the kind of what you see in mixed martial arts, taking this, this piece into situations that's, that you're able to calm your heart rate. Even in, in war, where we're shooting and hunting, you have to try to keep the heart rate oh, down yeah. to be yeah. able to be on target. So that's, that's another, another thing I think folks get wrong is, you know, when you're in the backyard, five seconds left, whatever, <laughs> just practice hitting the shot every time. Yeah. Just make that, that, just make that you. Right. You don't care what, what the situation is because what happens is when you get to a certain level, you just you take yourself out of that. Yeah. Everything around you slows down. And you can't prepare for everything. Oh, no. There was a game where we played at Marshall, and I was not prepared for the Facebook stalking that some of the fans in the student <laughs> section did on us. You can't prepare for everything. There's things that are going to come up that are that are frightening, that are hilarious. <laughs> so you can't practice for every situation. So practice Zen, <laughs> practice your perfect. Prepare yeah. you for you. That's Let's do that. That'll be enough. All right. Well, that's all we got today, uh, talking about some of the pitfalls in youth training. Check out our last few podcasts. It's been a good series of stress, uh, development, and things like that. And if you're not already at kingsportstraining.com, visit us there. We have training programs uh, everything that we do in the gym is online our mission and goal there is to make sure 
professional sports training is available to everyone worldwide, whether it's our free programs uh, or just our cost-effective uh, approach to putting all of this training online so everyone at least we're trying to make sure everyone has access to it there and so if you want social media content coach king's at coach bob king uh we're putting a lot, a lot out on uh, instagram and, and youtube and then same for me at deep snap i have a very different type of content that i'm putting out but that's where we're at and uh we'll talk to you next time see you next time